Hey guys, Anastasia here. You're listening to our podcast, Screws and Stilettos. We're about to blow your house down and then rebuild it. Listen in for tips and tricks on how us ladies are renovating homes and all the drama that comes along with it. Every episode will feature a new female in trade. So listen in. Catch you later. So talking about New Year's resolutions and the way that you can change your career or how we've been referring to it lately as the career switch. Um, Again, a lot of people have been asking us how we made the change in our careers. Um, I was was actually born into this. My family um, has been in construction. Uh, But it's something you want to know or that you think you'll want to do for life. There's never a dull, boring moment. Um, I think that's why I love it so much. Uh, there's always something to do. You're never really stuck behind a desk. Um, but I think if you're looking for a New Year's resolution to make the career change, uh, first thing would be to get a business plan. Um, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How are you going to approach this new stage in your life? Are you gonna open a shop? Are you gonna have something smaller? Will you have employees? I think getting a plan into place is probably the most important part or the start to your journey. And then of course all the million steps after that. But you wanna have a plan in place so that you can follow something um, and, and get something in motion. How did your plan look like? <laughs> Well, I didn't really have one. (laughs) Um, Well, I had gone from job to job in my teens, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, And uh, I loved to travel. I always thought I would do something uh, involving travel. I always thought, like, maybe I would be a hotel manager or something like that. And then um, I wanted to travel so much that I needed a quick fix. So... I started painting. I started painting people's houses, condos, bedrooms. Um, so I started with that. And then I thought, oh my God, I, I, this is awesome. Like, I think I can probably do more. So I did. I started with drywalling and mudding and taping. I happened to be really good at that. So I wanted to make more of a career out of something that I was really good at and that I enjoyed rather than doing something I hated for the rest of my life. Um, So when I started getting all of my uh, plans in motion, I thought, what do I want to focus on? And at that time, it was tiling, drywall, and painting. And um, I stuck to that for for quite a few years. In my 20s, that's what I mostly did, was painting and drywalling. And um, then with, with that comes other things. People will start to ask you, oh, do you frame? And uh, do you do this? And do you do that? And and you start to learn other learn other things. Um, but when I started Fix It Females, I had more of a plan. But my my drive was the fact that I wanted to create a platform for women where they f- felt comfortable working in an environment surrounded by other women or other like-minded individuals who were open to different genders across the board. Not necessarily male or female, but everything in between. Um, I think that was my biggest plan of fix it females. And then 
by then I had fallen into massive renos and uh, that came with with 18 years of experience um, still just as stressful as the day I started <clears throat> but um, but uh, yeah I did have a business plan I knew that I wanted to have roughly 12 to 18 employees which is what I do now I knew that I wanted to have like you know 20 trucks on the road not quite there yet but um, we at we at some points have 10 to 12 vehicles on the road and uh, I knew that I wanted to be a middle-sized business some say I'm still small and that's I am in some scales but to me we've uh, I think we've crushed the small business scale and, and this is exactly what I'm talking about local and supporting local is because I put teams through I put kids through hockey I put um, young children through soccer I put food on people's tables I help um, girl guides experience women in trades at a young age and we speak at schools and we tell people how important it is to take trades because if nobody does in 10 years from now robots are going to be tiling our houses um they're making a difference yeah i mean i i love that you say that and i and i hope that we are but we are so involved in the community and if we're not here and if people like us are not here that won't happen because sure big box stores you know donate they donate money to, to certain things and they'll put you know, $10,000 to Sick Kids Hospital, which is amazing and beautiful. Um, but, but we touch people in, in, a, in a different way. We, we uh, that sounds horrible. We touch people in a physical way? No, that's, we help people in a physical way. We donate our time in a physical way. Um, we also write checks to, to donations and whatnot, but we try and, and be more involved in the community. And I think that's what's so important to me. And you can really lose sight of that uh, in this type of industry, especially if you, as you grow, you get too busy and then you lose sight of what's really important to you. Um, but uh, yeah. All right, to keep it going at the, um, what can people do to mm -hmm. get into the trades? For you, it has been a different path, of course. Um, but what I hear coming back is that you're saying you should focus on one specific thing first and then branch out? I mean, it depends what you're good at. Like, if you're good at a few things, it's just you could get so overwhelmed in the construction industry because construction doesn't end at, you know, um, drywalling. After drywalling, there's mudding and taping. After mudding and taping, there's sanding, priming, and painting. So... If you're going to focus on something like tile work, then focus on tile work. If you're, if you're an individual, if you want to accept more jobs, it depends on the workload you want. It's really hard to say. It's like such a hard thing to say about people in construction because for me, I was hungry for it. Like I needed to succeed in construction. That's the type of personality I have when I have something in my head. I need it. It's not, I want it. I need it. So when I thought to myself, I want to get to this, then I performed all of those steps and all of those tasks to get me to what I'm doing now. I mean, I'm by no means a millionaire or anything like that, but it's like, 
I'd like to be. <laughs> um, but let me paint you a picture of someone uh, who comes with, I think. She's in a desk job, and she described herself as a fixer-upper kind of girl, you know, who likes doing small stuff in the house. Yeah. How can she, like... I'd say shadow somebody, get a job in, um, in, a, in the construction field, and start to learn. If you're doing a career switch that involves something so drastically different, like sitting behind a desk and doing clerical work versus being on tools and doing um, construction work, then just start to get a job with somebody that's in the construction field so you can start to be familiar and get familiarized with the tools and different types of things that you can do and then you'll branch out from there. Um, <clears throat> different personalities come from for, go for different things, but um, if you just get your foot in the door, I think that's the best part, place to start. Great. Best place to start, get your foot in the door, get a job with someone else, another contractor, start to learn the ropes for six months to a year, and eventually you can, you'll be able to own your own company. Or you might not. You might stay working with that person for a long time because there's so much to learn. And as long as they're fair with their... Um, uh, fair with their, uh, what's it called? As long as they're fa fair with the amount of pay you receive and, um, their payroll, then there's no reason to leave. I mean, if I could do everything all over again, maybe I would have stayed working for somebody else because it is a lot of stress. Um, your relationship is always on strain. Um, you know, sometimes you're working 12, 14 hour days, especially when you're on the tools. Like my life has changed drastically now. But when I was working on the tools, I was working like 16 hours a day because I wanted my company to prevail. And um, when you're working for someone else, you're like eight to five or eight to four or seven to three. And you just get the same experience with so much less drama and hassle and stress and you don't have to deal with clients and you don't have to deal with negative comments and you don't have to deal with all the whole pile of shit that comes with it. Um, but if you're going from construction to construction switch, then go for it. If you know what you're doing and you have your foot in the door already, uh, just do it. What did you think of Donna's advice about investing your own tools, networking, and persevering? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think that networking is super important. Um, but to be bluntly honest and truthful, networking is sometimes not at all as it seems. Um, and it might be the time that I grew up and the time that I started as a woman in, in construction. But sometimes you get a lot of negativity negativity in person, which sucks. Um, then you're on the spot and whatnot. But um, be your own biggest supporter. Invest in your tools. Get yourself what you need. Get a business plan in place. Or get your foot in the door at least. And, and just go for it. And if you fail, you fail. And if you succeed, you succeed. So for the, those women who are going to make a career switch on the 1st of January, what would you like to say to them in like a sentence or two? Um, 
sentence or two. We're just waking up from the hangover that is New Year's, and then I'm like, are we really gonna do this, you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I would say, um, I would say get some tools, put a business plan in place, and get out there and kill it. 2020. Vision. <laughs> Thank you. That was all, I think, yeah. It's, it's so hard, though, Hugo. What? Because it's like, I haven't had the best experiences. So for me to, like, sit here and, and lie about, like, oh, this is so amazing, it's not. You're not lying. It's fucking not. It's not amazing. It's great. Like, you gotta think about what's worth it more. Your sanity. You mean being a business owner instead of an employee? It's a big difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Um, a lot of the people, well, a few of the girls that work for me are like, I never want to own a company. You know, great for me, because I want them here forever. Mm -hmm. But, um... You know, well, people move on and they start their own things. And if it's like a two-person op two operation, it's a lot easier. You know, you can get out there and, like, do a couple jobs here and there. But if you want employees and you want a storefront and you want vehicles and you want insurance and business and WSIB and blah, 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 it's a lot. There's so much that goes into business. It's not even funny. And your mind never really shuts off. Never. Never. Sometimes I lay awake till three in the morning wondering if that tile got delivered to a site or not. You know, I'm not going to phone anyone and ask them. But your mind never turns off. And your, your relationships feel that. Your relationships with your family, your relationships with a significant other, all those relationships feel that stress. So it's you. You have to be really strong uh, in order to uh, to deal with this. Really, really strong. Like I remember we were talking about this in another episode. It's like I've literally broken down. I've had fits of emotional attacks where I can't even handle the emotion. Like times where I couldn't even get out of bed. I was so stressed out. And uh, the mental, the mental stress and the thought process that's involved is sometimes excruciating. Uh, but you got to rise above it. Um, not everything has to be this stressful. You don't have to do 18 foot additions or basement excavations, or underpinning, you can really um, keep, uh, you can really keep things relatively smooth if you stay small. You can also become a freelancer, right? A subcontractor. Yeah, you can do tile here. I just hired a girl that's starting, that's doing all of our tile, and that's all she does is tile. And it's just her. She doesn't want any employees. She just wants herself. She loads all the tiles. She mixes her own mortar. She puts her own tiles. 
in. She back butters her own tiles, installs her own tiles, puts her own clips in or spacers, um, cuts her own tile, grouts her own tile, and that's what she wants to do. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You can make an excellent living that way. Excellent living. Because think about it like this. <clears throat> so you ask someone to do a tub surround, right? Let's say it's $3,000. If you work just by yourself, that $3,000 is yours. And if you can do it in three days, that means you're, you're making 1000 bucks a day. I keep pushing my staff to get into tile, but nobody wants to do it. Except now CJ, which is awesome. And Gabby. Um, but it takes years to be a professional tiler. Well, that concludes our episode. Thank you so much for listening in. So screw on or screw off. We don't care what you do. We'll check you next time on Screws and Stilettos. Do you believe in magic?